Wild women, welcome. This is the Femme Podcast. If you're new around here, I'm Jack, one half of the Femme Duo. Before you dive into today's episode, I want to give you a heads up. The Femme Podcast is on season number two. You're about to listen to an episode from season one, which was the Spiritual Smackdown podcast where we invited women to rise from rock bottom. So season one is all about the Spiritual Smackdown. Season two is all about rising from greatness to greatness. More on top of more on top of more. It's where we tap into everything your woman desires. The money, the sex, the wealth, the power, the pussy desires. Start here and then come join us for season two. We're waiting. It's like a little tap on the butt or a huge womp on the booty. A spiritual smackdown is the universe's way of saying, hey, you, it's time for a change. It's time to listen to your intuition. You know, that little voice you've been ignoring. It's time for something bigger, something miraculous. But before you get to experience those highs you got to shift through the lows. Oh, those lows. And those often start at rock bottom. Hey, I'm Rob. And I'm Jack. We're best friends and business partners. We life together, work together, play together. Basically all the things together. And somehow we ended up here. With a community of thousands of badass, beautiful women who want more from life than staying surface level. So we're going deep. This podcast is going to connect you with the woman who's been to rock bottom through the exact same thing that scares you the most. We'll address the fears that are keeping you stuck, the heartbreak you've never healed from, the broke ass months. Oh, I remember those. We're giving you all the resources you need to shift your life and business to rise so that you can finally start living a life you're wild about. So welcome to this space, a space to listen to those hard truths and learn from them. A space to connect with women who aren't pretending to have it all figured out. This is a space for women to finally understand and celebrate that rock bottom is often the very place to rise. So go ahead and fill your cup with coffee or wine and come get real with us as we spit our truth and get ready to rise. Hey guys, welcome back to the Spiritual Smackdown podcast for the wild woman ready to rise. Guys, we just had a really funny lead into this episode because today we're talking all about the shoulds and should nots and what you feel like doing versus what you should be doing and letting go of direction and force. And Jack just looked at me and was like, oh, our podcast producer, Laura, who we love, said, you shouldn't hold your microphone. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm holding my my microphone. She's like, no, she said it's not good. If you like move it, it makes a bunch of noise. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, this is just me today. Yeah. And I just looked over at Rob and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to let you, because you look cozy. We're back on my daughter's bedroom floor and we're like, this is how we do. We do in ways that feel good to us. So I'm like, you just sit there, take your pants off, do whatever you need to do. You do you, bae. And I'm actually not wearing a bra. I'm just, you know, but you guys, what we actually wanted to talk about is really important around this topic and conversation is being able to let go of the shoulds. And I will be the first to admit that this is very much a process that I am in the middle of right now. I'm a Scorpio. I'm feisty. I'm I was about to call myself controlling, but I am not 
going to label myself. <laughs> I will rephrase that. I like to be in control a lot of the time and I have a very dominant masculine energy. So it's easy for me to stay in that competitive lane and force situations and grasp onto outcomes. Yeah. And for those of you who have been tapping into human design with us, Robin is also a manifesting generator and has that tendency because she carries a lot of sacral energy and she can do a lot of things and, you know, tasks come to her. She has this energy of like following the shoulds, of following the like, I have this energy, so I just should do it, or I'm here, so I should do it. And and one thing about that is just because we're capable of doing all the things doesn't mean we have to do all of the things. You know, even when you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, I know I could, for example, I'm supposed to run a 10K race on the weekend, 10 kilometers. I agreed to do this with one of my friends, and I, I was really excited about it because she was excited about it and it just felt really good for me. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. But my body has been so tired the last few weeks and I've been bouncing between naturopaths and doctors and labs and everything to figure out what's going on. And this like little voice inside my head is like, you should do this. You can do this. You know, like you can run this race. You said you were going to, it'd be good for you. But my soul and my body has been resisting and resisting and resisting. And there's a reason the race is five days away and I still haven't registered, you know? So this is where I'm starting to really learn and lean into that part of me that's like, is this really what you want to be doing right now? Is this really how you desire to be expending that energy? And is that where you feel called to put yourself? And I think so many women in our community and women out there just get so used to performing at a 12 out of 10 all the time. We just wrote this on our Instagram post yesterday, but that's the shoulds, right? That's the shoulds that are like, you should always be doing this. You should always be outputting and doing that and creating and producing. And even something else you said there, because I said I was going to, like now I have to follow through. And out of curiosity, have you decided if you are running the race this weekend? Honestly, no. I still keep bouncing back and forth. I know in my gut that the answer is no. I'm not going to run the race, but I'm still fighting that like you should do it. Like you should train for something. You should be working out again. I'm eight months postpartum, you guys. For those of you who don't know, I have a wee baby. So this would be like my way to get back into. And obviously I'm like, sign up for the race. Like first, <laughs> first time back after postpartum, like run a 10 kilometer race. Not like go for a light jog, you know, that's that balance of that like masculine feminine have to do this, should do this, you can do this versus is do, it good for me? Do I want to do that? I was going to say, do I want to do this? Mm -hmm. And I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be so proud of you on Saturday morning when you're not running the race because the old you, the Rob that just always, like you've been getting so much more in touch with what your soul actually wants and letting it guide you versus letting the outside world guide you. We're allowed to make a new choice. We're allowed to make that choice in the moment hey, you know what? I did sign up for this. I am not in the energy for this this week. I do not feel like this. And not because it's different if you make that choice based out of, you know, fear, based out of 
feeling unworthy of doing something versus being like, my soul actually isn't aligned with this. This is not what is going to fuel me. And this is not going to fulfill me in any way. Well, and talking about that race, just sitting here thinking about it, I'm like, God, why am I still deciding? Like, why am I still going back and forth? And something that just came up for me when you were talking about that was that I love that it could create the response of like, oh, Rob's only eight months postpartum and she just ran a 10 kilometer race. Like that's a huge ego boost for me. Big time. My mind creates the story that people from the outside world look in and they're like, oh, amazing. She's like running a race. And what they're even still like being able to differentiate between your ego as your driving force and your soul as your driving force. And that has been so huge for me because they're often so conflicting. They're so up against each other. Like what your ego tells you you want versus what your soul desires. It's not like little minute, small two millimeter differences between the two. It's like huge differences, huge variances between what your soul wants and what your ego wants so often. Yeah, because outside validation is a real thing, you know, like other people like boosting, you know, like that that feeling oh, that you get from like, guys, oh, no one loves being validated <laughs> more than me. You guys just admitting that you love to be validated is step number one in the no longer needing affirmations from outside people because this has been a process for me over the last, I don't know, well, since my SmackDown, I guess, like four years, Mm -hmm. letting go of the need for other people to love me and reaffirm my actions and how great I am and blah, blah, blah. It can be seen as like negative to outside validation, but there's also like great things to come, I think, as well. So for myself, like I always thought, oh, I don't need outside validation. And then learning about my needs being a projector in my human design is my deepest desire is to be seen and heard. And when, I don't even know if validation is the right word, but when I get like acknowledged and seen and heard, I gain more confidence. I gain more confidence to like show up as the woman that I actually want to be. So I think there's a difference between my ego wanting to display the fact that I can run a 10 kilometer race eight months postpartum without training versus your projector personality traits or tendencies that are asking you to be felt, seen, and heard Mm -hmm. from the closest people to you, right? And there's a difference between doing things in the world to like beg for or to like put things out to attract attention versus coming to me, one of your best friends, and saying, hey, this is part of my character, this is part of my soul makeup, and this is something I really need from you is to be acknowledged, seen, and heard. Like, those are completely different actions, you know? Yeah, went back to, like, the ask for it episode for me as well. We talked about asking for the things you need, and I did do that with you, like, just last week. I was like, oh, this is what I, like, really need you to, like, notice and, like, see me for and, like, you know, acknowledge. You are totally right. Doing something for me, and I think because I do think that there's others probably out there too, like being unsure, okay, am I doing this for like myself or am I doing it for that outside validation? And I think this is a question to like constantly like ask yourself if nobody was watching, if no one was going to like send me a message, if no one was going to have a response to the things I do, would I do it anyways? Is if this- there was no Instagram, you know, if I if wasn't there- going to post this on Instagram and hope for a hundred likes, 
would I do this anyways? Yeah. That's if such a good if question. If there's not going to be a story of me at the finish line, right? For everyone to be like, woohoo, look at you, you did it. Would you still do that thing? Good question. Yeah, because I think a lot of times the answer is no, but we just go along with it. Yeah. And what is that? Like, what is it that drives us to keep doing the shoulds? What is it that keeps pushing us forward when like everything in our bodies, soul, spirit, intuition, nervous system tells us like, stop, slow down, don't do it? Well, I think ego is just one of the things. I think there's egos. I think there's conditioning. It's like the way that we've been raised and, you know, the don't be a quitter. So if you've committed to something and then you don't follow through with it, let's say it's like you gave up, you quit versus like you chose not to. Yeah. And that when we don't follow through with the shoulds, it often feels like failure, right? I think shoulds also often come from like expectations that other people place on us. hundred percent. That's a huge one. Or expectations that you believe exist. So this happens with my husband and I all the time. I desire to be the breadwinner in my family so that my husband can have full freedom in his career, like retire if he wants, work part-time if he wants, whatever. Because I believe that that is going to provide him with the ultimate level of happiness. So I create this expectation on myself to work harder, make more money, hustle, And my husband is always like, can you stop working so hard? Can you take a break? Can we go on vacation? You know you don't need to do that. Why are you launching that podcast when you just have a three-month-old baby? Do you need to do that? Constantly questioning me and my drive. And here I am telling myself this story about like the expectations he has on me to perform. But I've actually just created an entire list of beautiful shoulds that I've placed on myself because of this expectation I've placed on myself that doesn't actually come from an outside source. Mm-hmm. It's not actually coming from Dunk, yeah. right? It's coming from myself and my own desire. Yeah, and I've done this before in my life where I've like placed that expectation based on like the person that I was maybe like three months ago, six months ago, a year ago. I remember having this conversation with my energy healer once and I literally was like, well, I think I was more spiritual a year ago or like when I was in my smackdown because I was like meditating every day. I was reading like a spiritual text every day. Like there's all these things that I was like doing. So I was holding myself to this expectation like, okay, if I'm not spending like a zillion hours a week diving into like my soul, my spiritual work, I'm not measuring as high on the spiritual measuring stick Mm because I was comparing myself to like that older version of me. And then I got into the like, I should meditate for the, this amount of time every day. I should do, you know, I should read this book. I got into all these shoulds. And then when I was doing it, it didn't feel good. I wasn't getting the benefits from meditating that I was getting before because it was like a forced action. It was like there to be checked off my to-do list. Now when it flows more naturally, when I like get up, some days I meditate in the morning. Some days I meditate in the afternoon. Sometimes the evening. Some days I don't meditate. Mm-hmm. And you give yourself that freedom. And that is the feminine flow, right? That's when you step out of your masculine energetic body. That is that like 
doing, creating, producing, checking things off your to-do list, productivity. That's the you that is always striving and hustling and grinding and going, right? Mm -hmm. Operating out of logic. I should do this out of practicality. I shouldn't do that. And when like the example that you've just given is such a beautiful example of stepping into that feminine flow. I spoke about this in a live I recently did in For the Wild Femme, our Facebook community. And my image of stepping into that feminine flow is of a woman walking on a beach and she's wearing just like this beautiful, elegant, long skirt. And it's just swaying and flowing in the wind and she's just walking. Everything about her is just flowing. And if you listeners, ladies out there wondering about this shift from masculine to feminine, from doing to being, try visualizing yourself stepping into that space of free flowing and your energy just like not feeling forced, right? Not feeling like I have to do this right now. I have to do that. But just stepping into that energetic body. I'm literally like swaying my hand as I'm talking. I'm getting a little seasick over here. (laughs) But that's how that energy feels. Like, what do I feel like doing next? Where is my energy going to be most valued? Where do I feel inspired to show up? And Does that mean you just throw your to-do list out the window? No, of course not. We all have things to do and tasks that need to get done. But there is a peaceful, easier way of doing those things than cramming your schedule. Yeah, this is so interesting too about cramming your schedule and like those to-do lists. Guys, I was like queen of to-do lists and like I would cram my whole day into like all the things I wanted to get done during my work session and then it wouldn't get done or half of it would get done. I'd feel shitty about myself and it's so interesting. I then switched and I was really like, okay, I'm going to put like top three things like on a priority list for me today. If those three things get accomplished, that's like what's going to feel good for me. Anything else is like a bonus. Then I started to slide about, you know, I think maybe right before I was going on vacation, so maybe a month or so ago, because I was like, okay, I'm going on vacation, all the stuff needs to happen. I like got out my planner and I started seeing my planner like filled with all the things I had to do again and things that I was like going to force myself into. Somehow in my travels, like my planner just up and disappeared. Nothing else disappeared except for that planner that like I didn't, I went from one house to the next and it was at neither house and not in my car. There's like no place else it could have disappeared. And it's like the universe giving me that little, you know, that little tap being like, hey, you're doing the thing that you said you weren't going to do. You're forcing it. You're out of like alignment with this. Perfect example. And we do this so much in work. I was, you know, like we do it so much in business. It's crazy. And Yeah, same thing happened. I I had like a bunch of emails I needed to respond to. I was so not in the energy of being in my computer or on my computer, but I was like, okay, I just need to get these things done. Started working away, started working away. Nothing felt easy. Every single task I was doing took me five times as long as it usually would. And you know what? I probably sent 10 emails and I probably got nine responses back being like, you sent me the wrong quote. Hey, you didn't include the attachment. Hey, that was for the wrong (laughs) amount. And I was like, oh, Oh my gosh, Robin, take a hint, you know, when you're trying to force things and things feel really hard. So this is a perfect example of when you, if I ran the race on Sunday morning to appease my ego and to prove to myself that I could do it, there's a good chance that I would sprain my ankle 
or trip or pull a muscle or something like this because I am going against what my soul and body are telling me they want Mm -hmm. or they need in this situation. When we come up against our soul and our body and our intuitive being time and time and time again, it does start to combat us. You know, it starts to fight us and be like, hey, if you keep resisting me, then I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Back to you said it in business. This question comes up all the time for us with business clients. They're like, okay, should I do this? Like how many times do I have to post on Instagram? Like should I do a live every day? Should I do like all the like should, should, should. Asking yourself like what feels good for you? How does it feel good for you to show up? And there's a difference here, which took me a long time to really realize a difference between not showing up, I guess, based on should versus because you're hiding or because you're like scared to show up. Ooh, good question. Also, because someone in the community asked this question last week because I did a big live on this topic, following the signs and the guidance and blah, blah, blah. And Natalie in our community was like, how do I know if I'm not showing up because of what you exactly what you just said? So I feel like there's a lot of women out there that are like, how do I know if it's like me just being like, no, 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 I shouldn't do that. Or I'm scared shitless. Hmm, That's a good one. I was thinking like, is it going back to that question again? Like, are you doing it for, you know, that outside validation? Are you doing it for like the ego boost? Are you doing it for the algorithm? Are you doing it like for that purpose of like beating something? Or are you doing it like are you showing up in just ways that feel good for you? And yeah, doing new things will feel scary or doing things outside of your comfort zone are going to feel scary. Like they might feel hard. Like I actually just feel a different energy when I'm forcing things. Well, yeah. And just thinking about this race, even on Saturday, because I'm sitting here thinking about this. I'm like, how do I know the difference? And I literally, when I'm talking about this race, I'm like, okay, am I scared to do it? Or am I just feeling resistance towards doing it because I actually don't feel aligned with doing it? I don't feel scared to do it. I don't feel those butterflies. But I also don't feel like I'm going to run that race and be expanded. You know, I don't feel like I'm going to run that race and then feel liberated or proud of myself or freed by the decision to do that. And actually, I feel like I'm talking so much about races during this (laughs) episode, but years ago when I decided to run a marathon, and that was to prove to myself that I could do anything I put my mind to because for years, I could not identify as a runner. And I was like, I don't run, I don't run, I don't run. And then I had created this crazy story in my head that I just could never do this thing. And all of a sudden, I I decided, no, I want to learn and prove to myself that I can do something and be expanded and gain something from teaching myself how to learn something new, right? Mm -hmm. And like train myself to do something new. That left me with a feeling of pride and proud of myself. You know, I, I felt like I did it for the right reasons. Yeah, you did it to show yourself that you could do something new, that you could like work through that story you have been telling yourself. And I think this goes back to like what you said, Natalie asked in the community and that question, how do I know if I'm doing it or if I'm not doing something because I'm scared or because it's not aligned for me? What's the reason behind you like doing? Are you doing something just to do it? Are you going to get expanded? Are you going to get fulfillment out of it? What's your audience going to get out of it? 
So for me, and I think the opposite too, is, is it fear that's blocking you? Are you worried about other people's judgment? So for me, I used to hate showing up online in video and story purely because I was literally thought, oh, what are people going to think of what I say? Like, are they going to think what I say sounds stupid? Am I going to jumble things up? Am I going to say it in the wrong order? Then I used to like practice the things that I was going to say before I would say it. It would take me like three days to do a live, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I know. And then this weekend is a great example. I was not in the energy to show up. Like even in Instagram stories, there was just like some things that I was like processing and working through emotionally. And I didn't feel in my body that I wanted to show up. I knew that my audience wasn't even going to get, you know, what they needed from me. And this is a question that I ask myself or more of like a mantra maybe that I give myself. Like every time before I go live, before I'm posting, I give myself the permission to show up in the way that feels good to me and allow my audience to get whatever they need from what I'm saying, what I'm posting. I don't put the like expectation on myself of they have to get this out of my training, out of my talk, whatever. They get to get what they need. So for three days, I didn't show up because I just didn't, I didn't want to force it. Not because I was scared, not because I was worried about judgment. It just didn't feel good for me. And then yesterday, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, this is actually what I want to talk about. This is a message I have to give to my audience today. And then it started a really engaging conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, right? When we go through life forcing our way, when we go through our life forcing ourselves to have sex with our partners, we force ourselves to try to sell something, we force ourselves to go back to school, we force ourselves to go on the diet. Those things never work out. They never work out. The things that we force ourselves to do aren't our natural state, right? They're not in alignment with our truth and our soul and where we're they're not the lessons that we're meant to learn in this lifetime. When we're forcing our way through things, it's not our destiny. You know, the way that the world works these days is so entrenched in masculine energy and doing and shooting and creating and producing all the time. And I think allowing yourself to take the pressure off, you know, allowing yourself to just step back a little bit and even differentiate between the shoulds and the want tos is really empowering for the women out there who are just like spiraling in the shoulds. And it's crazy. Like this is where you hear like entrepreneurs online who are saying like, oh, invite ease into your business and flow into your business. I used to be like, yeah, I'll invite ease after I get like the 50 things knocked off my to-do list. Like how do you invite ease in? Literally, once I stopped forcing things and trying to like make everything happen, ease flowed in because I was able to show up in the way I wanted to. That's when business became easy for me. That's when business gets easy for you, but also consider the things in your life that you've stopped forcing yourself to do. I know that there's a lot of women that we work with, whether it's soul coaching or business coaching, who have a long list of goals and intentions and focuses that they are trying to conquer, not just like work with or bring into existence, but like fucking conquer all at one time. And you guys, that focus or that scattered energy is just going to leave you feeling so overwhelmed and depleted and the lack of clarity that you have when you're trying to focus your energy across 
the board in like a million different areas is going to prevent you from getting anything done. Well, yeah. And I figured, okay, I could either half-ass everything. I could write a half-ass book. I could do a half-ass podcast. I could run a half-ass triathlon, like just crossing that finish line. You know, I could give everything a little bit of my energy or I could ask myself, what do I want right now? That's where like the, you just give yourself permission to let go of the shoulds. You know, I should do this right now. I should run the triathlon. I signed up for it. I should follow through. And I love that you said that of letting go because it's not that the shoulds don't come in, you know, like the shoulds are always going to come in, but it's like, can you let go of it? Can you let them pass? Or do you always like embody that? Do you always like bring it in and try to follow them? The other thing that's really interesting, but this just came up for me and it has nothing to do with what you were just talking about, but I was thinking of sexual energy and often I feel like a lot of the women in our community, like when you are feeling out of alignment in your life in any way, whether you're out of alignment in your body, your mind, your work, your career, your friendships, community, finances, one of the first things that gets blocked is your sexual energy. And then you're showing up, whether you're in a partnership or whatever, you have some sort of sexual relationship with, you know, someone. And then all of a sudden you're showing up in that relationship thinking, oh, I should have sex today. I should be feeling attracted to you. I should be making myself available. I should be turned on right now. And I don't know about you guys, but that is like, if there is one way to guarantee I will not enjoy sex or be turned on, it is that I'm like when I'm forcing myself to quite literally do it, you know, (laughs) like to be in that situation. And There is a huge shift that comes when we step out of the masculine energy and more into the feminine body when you allow yourself to be that lady walking on the beach with that free-flowing skirt and just feeling more at ease and peace and allowing herself to like create space in her schedule and not be subject to this entire to-do list that just feels so demanding. But no wonder you don't feel sexual when you're in that energy, right? Yeah. And speaking of to-do lists, if sex is a thing that's on your to-do list, like no. Yeah. That's the worst. I Yeah, I can't do that. No. It's not for me. And honestly, when I alleviate myself of all the stress and anxiety and overwhelm that comes with cramming my day with should, 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 I am way more able and capable of letting that sexual and creative energy flow. And not only that, I also think Dunk finds me more attractive when I'm not like head down, fierce, masculine, focused, you know, like when I'm not being a bull and I'm like relaxed. And you know what a major thing of that is? If you are a person that is really driven by shoulds and that's how you let yourself you know, be directed and that's how you schedule yourself, then there's a really good chance you're clinging to outcomes also, right? When we're in that controlling energy, there's no way you're going through a task list of 44 items in your day and not having some sort of attachment or clear expectation of how you want all of those things to turn out. 
right? So you're like literally shooting yourself through your day. And then you're also clinging to the hope that it will turn out the perfect way. Yeah, it's like this idea that you're just going to will yourself to success. You're going to will yourself to making the money. You're going to will yourself to this perfect relationship if you follow all the things that you're supposed to do, if you follow all those shoulds, if you follow all those expectations. If I do everything right, you know, if I do all these steps in my business, we hear this a ton from our clients, if I do all these things, then it has to be successful. It has to make me money. Well, not if you're doing it and it's out of alignment with how you actually want to show up with how you energetically feel aligned. Well, and I think that's why shoulds often result in so much disappointment. You know, I did all the things I was supposed to do. Why doesn't he love me? I did all the things I was supposed to do. Why didn't I have a six-figure month? I did all the things I was supposed to do. Why didn't I finish first? Yeah, like our conversation with Linz a couple weeks ago in that episode, that's what she talked about too, was that she did all the things, had the job, had the husband, had the kids, like all the things that she thought was going to fulfill her and make her happy and didn't because she just had kept following those shoulds for years, Mm -hmm. for so long, right? And I think that's what happens is all of a sudden one day we wake up and we're like, okay, so I did everything I should have done. I got the degree. I married the guy. I had the kids. I bought the house. I have the cars. I have the career, but I feel empty. You know, I don't feel fulfilled. I don't feel happy. I don't feel excited. And that is, for me, the word that's sticking out here is really the fulfillment. Mm -hmm. If you're moving towards things that fulfill you, if you're saying yes to the things that light you up, it's going to lead you to the place where you want to go. And that's what we always tell our clients, right? Well, is that going to light you up? Okay, do you guys think I should launch this next? What should I do? Should I build a website? Is that what you feel called to do? Is that where you feel like your audience is? Does that idea light you up? Are you inspired to talk about that right now? Because there's no one way to do anything, like even in business. And I always think this when there's like a program where it's like cookie cutter, if you just follow this, you're going to find success. Well, if you're the exact same type of person as the person who created it, if the exact same things fulfill you, if the exact same things that light you up. So yeah, there can be like a blueprint for business, for relationships, for everything really, but it's okay, picking and choosing the way you do it, putting your own spin on it, making sure that you're doing the things again, just like it goes back to like, what lights you up? What lights you up? And then another way to shift out of that should mentality and shift from that masculine energy to the feminine energy is really exactly like Jack said, like, does this light me up? But also, what am I inspired to be doing right now? And I think one place we often get confused is like, well, I have to make my kids lunches. I have to go to work tomorrow. Yes, of course, there are things that you have to do in terms of living your life and being an adult, adulting, you know, it's a thing that you should do. But there's a way to move through those tasks with joy, right? Do you want to have music on in the background? Do you want to walk to work tomorrow? Do you want to take a different route? Do you want to bake those cookies with your kids for the lunch? Like, how can you create a life and moments in your life that feel aligned with where you're at and who you are today? That's really important for me, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, that's how I have shifted from masculine to feminine energy. And I do it, I have to do it every single day or else, you know, I go back to what's comfortable for me. That's the shooting. 
And there, that also just gives you the power of choice, right? right. Like the power of choice of, okay, how is this going to feel when I'm doing the thing? So like making your kids lunch boxes, for example. That for me is like a funny example, even because I always dreaded making my kids lunches. And when they went to ski school days, I was like, amazing, lunch is provided for them. Then bike camp, lunch isn't. I was like, oh, if, if I just didn't have to make lunches. Then same, just what you said there, I just started making lunches joyful. I play music. I literally bought these like fun lunch boxes that are like make it easier to fill their lunch up with. Yeah, that's a fun thing for your kids, but it's also for you. Anything we can do to make things joyful for ourselves. Oh, it's totally for me. A hundred percent. And like making my kids lunch boxes is obviously one like tiny little thing, right? Like, but it is recognizing that there is things that we're going to do. There's not going to be like, okay, well, I don't want to do that. So I'm never going to do the things ever again, right? But how we go about it, how we choose to do it. Immediate example that comes to mind here is doing our taxes. Doing taxes, I mean, for those of you out there that are accountants or bookkeepers, I literally don't get you. <laughs> but we love, I love you. you. I love you, but I don't get you because there is nothing worse in my mind than spending time. I just don't do it. You know, I love my bookkeeper and my accountant and I will never let them go for that reason. But that is something that has to get done in your business if you choose to be an entrepreneur or if you like any living person needs to file taxes. But there is also a way to a find the joy in that gratitude, right? Like I get to earn an income. I get to run a business. I get to live in a country that allows me to work. I get to blah, 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 right? I get to take all this money that I make in my business this year and put it towards my dreams and my goals. So finding that gratitude alleviates the overwhelm, anxiety, stress, whatever, whatever comes from doing your taxes and invites more of that ease and joy and splendid energy into the things that you have to do in order to earn money, run a business, et cetera, et cetera. But there's also this element of choosing, right? Like I am choosing to do this and reminding yourself that in this lifetime, this is what I choose to do. I choose to be an entrepreneur, I choose to X, Y, Z, whatever, right? And having that alignment with the reason you're doing something in the first place, like bringing yourself back to your why, right? And that why you are putting your time and energy into doing something, I find also just makes it more joyful and easier and takes the, like, takes the edge off almost. And that's the thing, right? We think that, oh, I don't have a choice in this. I don't have a choice in like doing these taxes. I don't have a choice in making my kids lunch as well. Yeah, I do. I could choose not to send my kids to bike camp and then I wouldn't have to make their lunches. I could choose not to run a business and then I wouldn't have to have a bookkeeper and an accountant. We still have all of these choices. We just think that we're like in the situation that we have to do. We are forcing ourselves when it ultimately comes back to we have choice. Guys, okay, and this is a huge language shift for you listeners who are like, how do I shift out of this? How do I shift away from that? Because when your life starts to feel like a chore, there is 
guaranteed going to be a heaviness and a weight that you start to carry. This is when you start to carry so much resentment towards your tasks and your days and your routine because you just feel like, ugh, you know, it always feels annoying. It always feels time consuming. But just like Jacqueline was just saying, switching that from I have to do this today to I get to do this. I get to make my kids lunches and send them to bike camp tomorrow. What a privilege. Like, how cool is that for my kids? Or I get to file taxes this year. How fucking cool is it that I made money in my business? I get to show up on Instagram and someone gets to learn from me. Right? I get to use my voice. I get to spread my truth. That is one little tool that can literally shift your outlook on your entire day your entire month, your entire season of life. And that little shift can make massive impact on everything you're doing right now. Having that little shift in your mindset is huge in terms of just like reevaluating and looking at what you're doing from a new set of eyes, from a new perspective. And it's breaking that down. This is what we do with a lot of our coaching too, is being that new set of eyes, giving that different perspective. Because lots of times we are so close to our own shit. We don't even know that we're following the shits. We don't even know that we're forcing. We don't even recognize where we aren't seeing those alternative choices. Or my favorite is when people are like, no, I'm not controlling. You know, like, I don't care what the outcome is. And it's like, "Mm, okay, well that five-year plan that you just showed me that's like broken down in three-month increments looks very controlling to me. Yeah, like where do you leave room for the universe to co-create with you? Where do you leave room for that magic? Where do you leave room for your prayers to be answered? And shoulds do not equal miracles, right? When you're only stuck in the masculine, when you're only doing the shoulds, when you're only doing and not being, right? There's no space for miracles to come. There's no space for magic and unexpected abundance and opportunities. Yeah. If you've got a roadmap that shows you exactly how you're getting from A to Z, but you like literally have every stop planned, you have every place checked off where you're going to go. Like you don't leave room for the detours. And usually in the detours is where the magic enters. Exactly. So if you guys are listening and you're like, okay, I am a goddess ready to wear the flowy skirt, ready to step out of my masculine and more into my feminine, here are a few things that you can take away from this episode that are going to help you initiate that shift. Number one, when you wake up first thing in the morning, rather than thinking to yourself, what do I have to do today? What's on my to-do list? Try asking yourself the question, what do I want to do today? If I had the freedom in my day to create an itinerary or a schedule that was so dreamy, what would it be? And then see if you can make time to incorporate some of that into your day, whether it's going for a walk at lunch or phoning a friend on your way to work or scheduling a coffee date or mic drop canceling plans saying no to a meeting, rescheduling a play date because that's not where your energy is today, then let yourself do that thing. Let yourself be in the energy that you're already feeling. And don't deny yourself the simple pleasure of creating a schedule that feels good or letting go of the things that don't. 
Yeah, a challenge for you guys right now. Actually, take a look at your schedule. Take a look at what you have coming up. Identify one thing that you said yes to based on a should and cancel it. You know, just say no to it. Just like Rob's going to say no to her race this weekend. What's one thing right now on your plate that you want to remove? Do it. Do it. And secondly, try changing your language. When this is a big one because you guys can literally reprogram your thoughts. You can literally reprogram the languaging that you naturally use to chat with yourself inside your head. So when you get your kids to bed and then you have to make lunches or when you anything, any chore, any task that feels daunting in the moment, see if you can switch have to get. Oh, I have to do this. I should have sex. I have to pay my taxes. I have to go to the bank. Try switching that language from I have to to I get to have sex. I get to be loving. I get to call my mom. I have a mom. I get to pay my taxes. I get to pay this bill. Guys, instantly, even as I'm having this conversation with you, my energy in in saying those words feels like gratitude. Mm-hmm. It feels good to share that. Yeah, like right there again when you came back to sex, I have to have sex or I get to have sex. What feels better? I get to be loved. I get to give love. Yeah. I get to be affectionate with my partner. Like right there, I'm like, that's an invitation. That's an invitation for every woman to step into their feminine, right? Like I get to be the loving woman that I desire to be. I get to be the generous being that goes to volunteer. I get to be the loving mom that writes a note in my kid's lunch. Like make life fun, you guys. Take the shoulds out of it and invite play even right? Mm, Invite play. That's what we talk about so much too. Invite play. Be the queen of pleasure. You can't be the queen of pleasure when you're just shooting all over yourself. It's not... That's quotable. That's quotable. Quotable right there. You can't be the queen of pleasure when you're shitting all over yourself. Right? You just can't. And it takes bravery also to let go of those shoulds, by the way. If you're like... Oh God, I know, I get it. If I, I like, I understand what you're saying, but like, I don't think I can. Honestly, as a woman who's like been working on this for a long time and continues to, it takes bravery every day to rip your to do list up and to trust. You have to be in a place of trust and surrender, and oh my God, letting go. Right, like letting go of the shoulds. It's like. A, your ultimate test to be like, do I actually trust this? Can I let go enough to trust that things are happening for me? Do I trust the universe has my back, that God's got me, that spirit is here for me? If you trust that there is a bigger plan out there for you, it does make it easier to start letting go of those shoulds because you know that things are happening for you, not to you, that you don't need to force things. And it it allows you to trust even when you're not doing all of the things you think you should be doing, which is really powerful. So all of the power to you, ladies, as you make the shift from should to want and should to I desire this and should Should to to, I get to I get to. 
We love you so much. Share your stories with us. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the Spiritual Smackdown podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts and share the messages that you hear with us today with your community, with your women. Share it on Instagram. Tag us at For the Wild Femme. We'll obviously reshare it and give you some love. But you guys, our mission is to get these messages out to as many women in the world who need to hear them so that we can all step into the lives and role of queen of pleasure and to let go of everything else because this lifetime is all about joy and abundance and peace and community and that's what we are serving up every week here at the spiritual smackdown podcast and we love you so much thanks for being here with us chat with you soon Thank you so much for joining us today. There really is nothing better than bringing a group of grown-ass women together. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and come get real with us every week as we spit our truths and get ready to rise. And if you know other women down to get real, please do us a favor and share this episode on the socials. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at ForTheWildFemme so we can give you a shout out. Instagram is definitely our favorite place to hang. So come join the combo there. And we'll see you back here each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Get ready to rise.